You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud face said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by Giant's Milk, delivered personally to you via the teat of your choice. Grow strong, grow long. It's Giant's Milk. Hello. We are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 81, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jess. So, uh, disclaimer first, we have actually already recorded or attempted to record this episode, but we had some technical difficulties, as is our want. And so we're doing it again, uh, which is why I get to host, because we've had a dress rehearsal this time. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was the first host. <laughs> Jenny and was now I'm giving host. that up so that I don't just repeat myself. <laughs> yeah. So in order to make this different for ourselves so that we can spur discussion, uh, hopefully I will lead us through through the discussion uh, successfully. <laughs> but we may uh, shout out to some of the things we said before. It'll be new to you. So just roll with it, dear listener. There you go. Yes. So uh, for if this is your first time, welcome. That was confusing for you. We like to rate each episode according to the three phrases that were baked in the pies in the books. Rhaegar Frey being the best, Jared Frey being in the middle, and Simon Frey being the absolute worst. So our first section is, why don't we rate that episode? Uh, who's purple? Me. Jenny, what did you rate it? <laughs> God. <laughs> Just so you know, dear listeners, we have show notes and we are color-coded and I am purple. <laughs> uh, I, I gave this episode a Rhaegar a la mode with dragon glass sprinkles to protect all of the goodness in the episode from the inevitable sadness and death of next week. Gotta have fortification. Mm, that's good. Um, but yes, in general, I very much liked this episode. It was all of the character moments that I've been wanting, and it was everything that season seven wasn't, which made me very happy. Uh, like a good apology or just like a band-aid? <laughs> yeah, they owed me some character moments after <laughs> like just ignoring literally all of them in season seven to rush through the plot and teleport all over the place. All right, Jess, I think you're maroon. It's think brown. brown. I don't know why. Oh. It's such an ugly color. <laughs> no, it is not. It's my favorite color. Is it really? Brown is your favorite brown color. We're going to reveal our colors color. to everyone yes. after all these years. I love years. brown. Everything's being revealed. It's the last season. <laughs> Until we do the prequel. Oh, God, exactly. <laughs> so I also gave it a Rhaegar, uh, similar to what Jenny said, uh, because it focused on the characters and the relationships, which is really at the heart of A Song of Ice and Fire, and I think why we all gravitated towards these novels and the series. And it's going to be sad, because a lot of these people we saw in this episode are going to die next week. So it's nice to have those character moments with them before they all are zombie fodder for the Night King. Ooh, I like that word, fodder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who else is zombie fodder? Living, like, everyone else in Westeros. Like, <laughs> everyone alive. Yeah. Definitely, Do you think that they def- can make, like, white butterflies and, like, white lizards? and They can make a white dragon. Yeah, so. I, yeah they they they... they... I'm sure horses and everything. Like, so. Is there a whole menagerie? Do they have horses? 
on I would like to see the zombie butterfly attack. I think that's I, I, I wouldn't want to see a zombie mosquito, though. Oh, that's terrifying. They're, I think they've all been turned already. I, I support They're that. mosquitoes in the north? depths of the north. <laughs> well, they might, <laughs> be, in, they might be in the south. That. Well, yeah, but they're not there yet. They'll get there. We hope uh, not, so. but they'll get there. <laughs> Lauren, what did you rate it? Um, I gave it a Rhaegar a la mode with extra cream, but no cherry because I hate cherries. Um, at least the nasty maraschino kind. Um, so, but so I'm giving them a couple of uh, tons of sprinkles instead because there's so much Jamie and Brienne, and I love it. What colored oh, sprinkles? sprinkles made of Jamie and Brienne. Yeah, Jamie and Brienne love. And I also gave it a Rhaegar, which I never do, except I always do. Uh, <laughs> Because we we gave it because we heard the name Rhaegar, so to me that automatically equals a Rhaegar. <laughs> that makes episode. it worthy. I mean, there were ships mentioned in the episode once, so that's a good. And sign And there for were you. ships. Yeah, yeah. They... I did have my favorite thing about talking to my coworkers about this show is that some of them just like don't actually know the character names, and so it's a fun game to play where they just describe them <laughs> until I I guess who they're talking about, and so when uh. My one coworker was trying to talk about Theon. He was like, the guy that was talking about the ships? Oh. And I was like, alright, that's not what I would go with for him, but I appreciate that that's the thing you got from that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, the show is very dark. <laughs> it's just so dark. So half the time, you don't really even know who's speaking. You just know that there's a shadowy figure uttering lines. <laughs> More fire. Yeah. Uh, our next section uh, is our is our awards. So uh, first is episode MVP, Jess. I gave it a Jamie Lannister because I feel like this episode really focused on his character growth and him knighting Brienne was just the cherry on top. Not uh, my the cherry. Up... I don't like them. <laughs> the sprinkles. I like top. cherries. All right. Uh, runner... Cherries are terrible. Runner up would be uh, Brienne. Um, yeah, so Jamie gets it for me. Probably the last time he'll be receiving this award because he's probably no. going to kick the bucket next week. No, so. no. no, he has things to do. He has things he's to do before he dies. Besides, okay. why would they have the whole Braun is coming to kill him if he's going to die in this episode? Because he's that the one who's going to kill him next week. No, no. <laughs> he's just going to suddenly appear in battle. Yeah. As as a white. He's just going to already ripped apart. But he's a white with a crossbow, and he's going to take it. But all of Jamie's uh, facial expressions deserve I was going to say, Lauren, you didn't nominate a person. You just nominated Jamie's face. <laughs> beautiful face. Because his facial expression says so much, and he's so She beautiful. also nominated Brienne's smile, so she was equal opportunist. Everybody's facial expression. Brienne's smile is pretty great. I have that saved on my phone. It's um, so beautiful. Lauren, would you also nominate Arya's after-sex face? Of dissatisfaction. No, because I don't think that was an after sex dissatisfaction as well, this was okay, but now I'm going to die face. I mean, it could be like oh, I actually almost like have feelings now and now I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Um I don't know. There was debate around my office. I I would I would nominate um Tyrion's face when his brother uh, realized his crush was entering the room and he got up and he's like, ah, Lady Brienne! And Tyrion was like, eyebrow. It's like, I was talking. 
<laughs> As I recall, what delighted me about that is that you see Tyrion and Jamie way up on the ramparts, like looking down into the field where Brienne is training people, and and then and then it switches to like closer to Brienne, and then suddenly Jamie's standing right next to her. It's like he flew to her, like yeah, he, on that a string. Well, I did watch that scene again, and there is time because there is time that passes because they show a shot of Grey Worm like messing with the bridge thing and then they go to Brienne and then he comes in oh so that's it's all not happening as, at the same time it's not as weird as I'm used no. to just kind of thinking like that time freezes when we move away from the per- they're all in the same place <laughs> so that makes sense um I might have watched this episode seven times already I can tell because you texted us a lot and I was like is she live tweeting the episode <laughs> randomly <laughs> I mean I did watch it twice and i did watch the jamie brienne scenes again because i was taking reference screen caps to maybe do a drawing so i did cry at the nighting scene again even though i was pausing every five seconds to take a screenshot but it still made me smile and get teary-eyed all right so episode mvp jamie lannister with the runner-up to brienne they're basically one unit for us at this point yeah sad that's sad for us but that's true uh, our ne- our next award section is uh, Stark Watch, which we're keeping in because the Starks are still alive. Are we giving the award to the first one to die now, or what? Um, oh, Stark Death Watch? Is that what Stark- we're trying no, to get into? No, no, no. If we have to change it to a Stark Death Watch, we will, but we're going to leave it at Stark Watch right now. <laughs> There's going to be so many Starks next week when the crypts come alive. I know. So many Starks. That- that's what it's for. So next next week, we'll have to list all of the Starks. The- all the dead Starks. Yes. Brand- Brandon, yeah, that was Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> headless Ned, another Brandon, Brandon. another Brandon, <laughs> lady, beyond the hungry Brandon. <laughs> I remember that name from my memorizing the list of kings once. Uh, so, do you think that they will rise from like freshest to least fresh, or least fresh to freshest? Uh, I feel like Ned has to be, you know one of the big ones so because yeah be, well i mean he is but also like he's the only one we know yeah but he's headless stark <laughs> well so exactly that's why we'll know who Ned. he is yes we know no he's, that's, full, that's, he's that's, fully headless he could he could be on the headless hunt well most, he can throw most, his head at people it'll be great mostly yeah. headless ned <laughs> mostly dead ned now mm. if he comes back to life as a white i don't want to see um, a lady come back as a white oh that would be sad no okay. that's what they meant by more maybe, what if she comes back and then she has to fight her brother okay all right so uh <laughs> sorry moving on to the ned stark award who do, we, who do we have nominated for being the biggest idiot for this well this i week? nominated john for his poorly timed lineage confession to danny who? wait i'm sorry who <laughs> Aegon, sixth of his oh, name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aww. I don't know. I feel like that was an organically happening conversation. Like you know, she they he was standing from Liana. She started talking about Rhaegar, and he was like, "Oh, by the way," but unfortunately, the three horn blasts kind of nipped the rest of that conversation in the bud. I'm just saying he didn't have to mention it right then. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to be like, I'm going to go down in the crypts and stand in front of my mother's <laughs> corpse and wait for Danny to find me so that I can just casually bring up all of this shit right now, even though I know a battle is impending. Well, you know, I guess he'd run away from her enough times during the episode that, you know, 
so he picked a dead end (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was like well i can't run away again so i gotta force myself to to stay here i have to face it well there you go (laughs) i don't do but you gave it to somebody else rachel uh i did i gave it to the ned stark white that we're about to see strangle gilly to death because i feel like if anyone deserves the ned stark award it's It's ned Ned stark Stark. yeah and this might be the only time we can give it to him again again right he's the only (laughs) multiple he he just wins it all the time you know what i want though i want the ned stark white to just like carry his head down (laughs) can he throw it at cersei Exactly. He just walks up to Cersei and, you know, throws his head at her. And, and that's and how she lives. dies. <laughs> Catch. I'm done. I'm done now. Thank okay. You. Uh, our next section is favorite fa- fan shout outs. And I think there were a lot of book lines or b- book references, at least in this yes. episode. Like Jenny of Old Stones. I got very excited. Hooray! Via Florence Welch. <laughs> and, and Pod. Pod. And, Pod. and Pod's wonderful yeah. voice. You know, it did, it was nice that Pod, instead of making like weird sex jokes about Pod, we were actually like endeared to him because I was kind of bracing myself for some sort of off color sexist joke. But instead, yeah. he was like sweet and it was nice. Of course, people are still taking this and being like, so he must have sang to the whores. And I was like, can we just let that plot point die? Yeah. Please. Yes, Pod and his his awesome sex. Because that was dumb. But anyway, he has a lovely voice and it was a very Pippin moment. It was. It was. But also, it also, you know, lends itself to, to who Brienne is and who she descends from. Right, so Jenny of Old Stones, let's talk about it. So Jenny of Old Stones was the wife of Duncan the Small, who should have sat the Iron Throne, but because he wanted to marry a commoner who may or may not have also been part child of the forest. But she definitely was or a friend. At least a friend friends she, with them. She was definitely, she was definitely friends friend with friend of the yeah, friend of the forest for sure, but the <laughs> fact that she was also slightly magical and consorted with all these people makes me feel like maybe there was more going on than True. just the friendship. But in order to marry her, he abdicated the throne. Uh, and then she, Jenny, and her witch, who was probably a child of the forest, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are the source of the original... Are they the ones that did the original vision for the prince that was promised, or was that Aegon? I'm not sure, actually. Should have looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. We fail. At least we're Although getting I different did try, facts wrong I did try to go to the Jenny of Old Stones page like after the episode and it was down. Uh. <laughs> because so did everyone else in you know in the world and I just never I never tried again. But and then the sideways reference to to Brienne is that Duncan the Small was named after Duncan the Tall. And all of yes. them died at Summerhall, correct? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Summerhall. All just, of those people died at Summerhall. It's just all I need is and we, for and, to know and, what happened. To continue that thought, Duncan the Tall is widely believed to have been an ancestor of Brienne of Tarth. Right. So, and we got the an, a knight. Any knight can make a knight reference. Right. Which well. is also a Duncan yeah. the Tall. Reference. And also in the books, she sees um, when she has that that uh, shield made. 
mm-hmm. she's remembering a shield she she saw somewhere else and it's widely believed that that shield was Duncan's shield because it had like the shooting star and all of that yeah oh. and so that was how um well cuz we know he went north but first he marched south there's lots of there's lots of room in there for Duncan to have influenced a legacy so Jenny claimed descent from long vanished kings of the first men, and, and it was the ch- it was the woman, the dwarf woman, who the one that Tom of the Seven uh, Strings would always sing Jenny's song to was the one that that did the prophecy. The ghost in the high heart, yes. Mm. So Jenny was friends with the woods witch, whom she considered one of the children of the forest. The dwarf woman who Jenny brought to court prophesied. That the prince that was promised would be born from the line of Prince Eris and Princess Rayella. Which that could be Danny or John. At this True. Point. Right? Well, I think I mean my my theory before, you know, the show kind of messed everything up was that it was, you know, the, the prince that was promised, Azora High and the last hero were all gonna be the like, same. Three prongs of the same prophecy oh, like the and the three, three heads, heads of the, the dragon. dragon has three heads. Oh, I right. like that. That's neat and tidy. Which was going to be John, Danny, and Bran. But now I have no idea. <laughs> well, maybe Tyrion. Tyrion could still be a secret targ. We still need one more I reveal. I still guys. refuse to believe that. <laughs> I know. It sucks. Well, I had more, you know, co-worker fun was, you know, one asking me if Cersei has Tar- Targaryen lineage. I was like, well, there are Jamie Cersei, like, you know, secret Targaryen theories, mm-hmm. but... Uh... Which is more believable than Tyrion being. Well, yeah, because it's a later right. child. Yeah. yeah. Alright, anyway, uh, moving on to more fan shoutouts. Direwolves, they exist. Or at least one Three does. Three, but yes. Yeah, for 0.2 seconds. They, which may or may not he, he he didn't seem really all there like <laughs> no well he was it, was, just a it was like he was looking at them and they were like whatevs there's they nothing didn't, back so there he was looking at them i believed that like whatever stick or whatever that they were getting the dog's <laughs> attention with that was working but it's like they didn't tell the people filming that there was going to be a wolf in the yes scene. yeah <laughs> like, there's going to be a wolf here please acknowledge like, it in some way like john Remember, or Kit, remember when, like, you had a wolf friend? Yeah, just, earlier like, just in the like, a show? glance his way, just, or you know, walking around Just try and think or... back to that. Whatever. Poor, poor ghost. The thing is, it's like, I know you guys like seeing him, but in my mind, he's safer if we don't see him. No, but we have to see that he's safe at some point if he's going to not be seen. I would rather just not see him die at all. Like, he could just fade away and that would be better than watching him get eaten by a dragon well, he did he did fade away he wasn't in season seven in any way but also feel they killed they've killed so many of the dire woes it'd be nice to just have some around my nymeria well, still around nymeria yeah and and nymeria, i don't know somebody was like posting something the other day about that it's weird that nymeria is so much bigger than ghosts and then somebody else had pointed out, well, Ghost is actually the runt of the litter, so it's not weird. Yeah, but no, but Ghost, Ghost is supposed to be bigger. also got bigger than every- yeah. everybody else. And you know, he did look really small in that scene. I was like, did they forget what size yeah, they, Dire Wolves like were they, supposed to like be? It's like they put a puppy up there. It was very strange. Yeah, I was I like, if they, they made like... him even bigger, I think it would have been even more apparent that they weren't reacting to his presence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they come up the stairs, right? So they would have had to like walk around him or something. Right. 
Well, they came out from the other side. Or acknowledge him. Just <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh, it's like it's like Luke. It's like Luke when he, when his feet don't actually touch the surface of the planet, and so you know that he's really a mirage. It's like Ghost isn't really there. He's just a force <laughs> projection. He's just he's standing near the dragon glass. Ghost never left the north. He's he's still in the north. Well, oh. well, they are in the north. Hopefully, we'll get. I mean, you know, the real north. Hopefully, we'll get Nymeria coming out and ripping whites apart at some point. That would be so cool. I don't think we'll see Nymeria no, we again. Won't, but this is my my dream. <laughs> I have lots of dreams. They're all going to be dashed next weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Um, Whatever. We had some old. This we had weekend. some old notes on here about the fan service debate about some people saying that the that the episode wasn't good because it was full of fan service. And I, I don't know took, what they were watching. Well, I took issue with the idea that it was fan service because we're at the end of the story. We're tying up loose ends, like. Making your characters interact isn't necessarily fan service just because no, fans no. want just because you're getting narrative payoff of these characters coming back together and you know fulfilling story arcs that they've had and interacting with each other to make us care about them right fan battle. service would be like the hound doing a whole monologue about chicken or something like it wouldn't <laughs> yeah like it would be fan service for like random stuff yeah or, but also it's, you know, it's like nice if you had... to see that. Something happens before a battle. You don't just get up and be like, okay, go and have a fight today. You you, you still are a human. You still have needs. You still have, like, you, you want to, you know, you want the comfort of the people around you. This is not, this wasn't weird. It was, uh, it was cool to right, see that Right, we're being way. reminded of what, <laughs> what they're fighting for. Right. Yeah. Also, they had, like, scenes about battle planning and strategy. Yeah. So... Right. I mean, I assume they d- they weren't meaning that the like you know war council scene was fan service, but like I feel like fan service would have been something like, I mean, not that I don't think the Hound and and Sansa should like have a conversation because they should because it's weird that they haven't, but like fan service to me would have been like doing something for the Sansa shippers or something mm-hmm. to throw them a bone, like that would have been fan service because mm-hmm. it 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 wouldn't feel earned in this particular story. I agree. Like there are certain like I I come from the the kind of thought process that tropes aren't necessarily bad. Tropes are a way for us to convey certain themes in like a shared vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not even like, you know, when you're writing a story that has a beginning, middle and end that has many, that has many threads that are, you know, slowly dwindling as this, you know, that's a structure right. and having mm-hmm. all of those threads come together at the end. That's a, that's a specific kind of narrative structure. Right. It's just good writing to keep closing those loops. Right. Otherwise. I mean, tropes being beaten to death is a different story, but it, right. it, it works. It works in this situation. Exactly. I mean, I think there were certain people who were just like, nothing happened in this episode. Like, there's those no, people. No, there were a lot of people who said that, and I was like, what What did you watch? I, well, I mean, watch like, people hack at each other with sharp yeah. objects. Like, did, I was was, like, was you're your screen off? A... Like, what were you watching? It's like, very dark get show. An hour and a... okay. very <laughs> you're going to get an hour and a half battle episode, you know, next week. Like, let them have some downtime. Yeah. It's okay. Let them, let them use the restroom first. I mean, yes. give them a fucking break. <laughs> Let them drink lots of wine and night people and, and have sex. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the pleasures of life. They have to, for, in, in a believable way, they indulged in the pleasures of being alive mm-hmm. right before fighting mm-hmm. death. Yes. So. Yes. yes. And we didn't have to watch anyone with a whore. Exactly. It was such, such a relief. So uh, our next section is favorite one-liners. This is a long section. 
because it had so many good lines. I think number one on here is the things we do for love, which is both a callback <laughs> and a book quote. And Jamie's face in that one. Very perfectly timed from Bran. Yeah, it was. It was. It didn't seem out of place to people who didn't rec- recognize what it was for. So. I mean, he did the same thing to Littlefinger, so I think like this is Bran's power move. <laughs> yep. Where he just say a line. What, he's yeah. snarky Stark. He just yeah, like he he waits until like they're pretty vulnerable or and, and what just does he say to Littlefinger? I forget. Chaos is a ladder. Is a ladder. No chaos, chaos is, a ladder. is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos yeah. is a ladder. Which he shouldn't have known. Like at least he was there for the things we do for love. Yeah. But... And that's when he was Brandon Stark. Yes. Now he's something else. <laughs> uh, my favorite was, we've never had a conversation this long without you insulting me. Not once. Aww. I loved it. And it's a great line. I loved yeah. it. And then his response was like, did you want me to? And she's like, no. And he said, good. Nope. Aww. <laughs> I just, I loved the lead up to, to that too. She was just like. Staring you know at what you're doing, and he's like, "No, I, I really don't." What are you doing? I know, and, and she's and, just like looking at him sideways, like, "What the hell?" Are you yeah, doing like he's this? talking to her, and, and and he and she did expect him to make a nasty comment too. When 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 uh, he says to her that Pod had gotten better, and she said he could still use some some training, and she's and he said, "Well, I'm sure you could do that." And she turned around, looking at him, waiting for something more for a second, <laughs> and she didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably really hard for somebody who's had to deal with just people ragging on her her whole life to unlearn all of that. About being a woman and, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think it's it's a callback to, like, where Brianna's come from Mm -hmm. and and what what Jamie represents to her as not only, like, an ideal knight that she could never attain for herself, like, as in, like, her own position, but then, like, also as just kind of, like, a man. And the funny thing is, he looks at her the same way, that he could never be what she is. Yeah, I saw this really great comment on Twitter, and I can't remember who said it, but it was that, like, Brienne is our moral center. Like, she represents Mm -hmm. everything that is good. Like, she's a person who made it all the way through adult to adulthood and through all of these terrible things, and she still maintains those ideals. Yes. And not really any other character has managed to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Brienne's really important, I think. For those of us who don't wallow in the mud. <laughs> uh, next is, I wish father were here, which uh, made me laugh out loud for real. I felt like <laughs> I felt like that was Tyrion's like return. Like he had been gone for like two or three seasons. And Tyrion was finally in the building when, when I, yeah. When I yeah. heard that. Yeah, definitely. He was very good in this episode. Just, the, just how inappropriate it was. And like, but funny. And... But then I also like like you and Jamie laughed. Yeah. And like just the whole thing. Like like I'm not used to these characters you know, like responding to humor in like a natural way. Like that's kind of what I also liked about this episode. That we could see things. That's it. Well, yes. Lauren. Next week is gonna be hell. <laughs> Next it's week true. is gonna be a it's black really scene that goes boom, 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 ah, boom, boom. I mean, I know everyone's really looking forward to it, but if it is just, like, darkness and, like, metal noises, I'm just gonna, like, wander around my apartment for a while, waiting I thought you were gonna come to the bar with us. Oh, yeah. Remind me. So I don't forget. (laughs) I'll just be late. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Next on this list is Fuck Tradition. Love it. Yeah, I... I, somebody's, Somebody's Twitter was talking about how Tormund is is such a feminist, 
and it's true because here, he's a here he is, he's like he's just because you're a woman you can't does it what does this mean yeah i have a very love-hate relationship with Tormund because there are parts of him where he operates as like an other like as a non right. like he's not part of the western society so he brings mm-hmm. in a new perspective which is like him thinking like women are warriors women can be warriors who gives a shit like that stuff's cool and i like that he admires brianne and is genuinely attracted to her yeah but i also feel like he's otherizing brianne in a way that i don't like where he's like he just likes her because she's big yeah and <laughs> reminds her of that giant reminds me of that giant yeah yeah and i it's like okay yeah. but like fetishizing her like, a yeah. yeah yeah and that makes me really uncomfortable because it's it like makes we're her uncomfortable to be, too yeah and we're supposed to be giving him all these props because he's like team brianne but is he really team brianne or is he just team climbing that mountain because <laughs> I don't... It could be also familiarity. Like, people, yeah. women beyond the wall are very similar to Brienne in that way. Like, they, they're fighters. Yeah, they're strong, and it's, so and it could it's be acceptable what he's sort of for a woman to. to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants those giant babies. We... <laughs> Hi, poor Brienne. He's like, we, 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 didn't he say that he would, like, breed an army with her or something? Jesus. Like so on the show, I don't think he has children like he does in the book. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's right, because he has a daughter who's married in the book. Mm-hmm. To to a Fen, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't like Fens in this. <laughs> Those oh. weirdo cannibals. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite lines was uh, the Dolores Ed one where Sam was like, Fens, and Dolores corrected him, a Fen. Like, yeah, there one. you go. Yes. He just goes, Fen. <laughs> Still impressive, okay? Relax over there, Ed. <laughs> it's all right. And he Sam, ga- Sam gave it back books. to him. <laughs> there was a lot of snark in this episode because we had, um, I mean, Arya's always snarky. So she said, I'm not going to spend my final hours with you two miserable shits. Love which it. I loved. And then she was also snarky to uh, Gendry where she said, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the red woman. I, you can remove your own pants. <laughs> I loved it. And I did see people also say that that was sort of a consent kind of thing, too. That she right. was, like, you know, he didn't have a choice with the Melisandre thing, but she was uh, yeah, that's giving true. him that chance here. Which Their is relationship nice. is a lot, lot, one of the more healthy interactions yes. that we've seen. Well, there's so few. Yes. There are so few. I think um, the last did... time was a Dario and Danny. A nice Dar- scene who, like that. Who's, who's Dario? <laughs> oh, Dario. Um... No, I I loved I loved when Ed went to the tower with the uh, with John and and Sam and started off with and now our watch begins. Ugh, right and in my heart. But it's such an Ed line too because it's like the job's never done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he has he still has the wall. I I, I wish true. it would have kept. I was waiting for the line from the book where they're like, "We'll defend the wall to the last man," and Ed is like, "Probably me." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> waiting for it and it didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it next Maybe. week. Probably he not. Did say, he did say, in. like, the last one alive burn the other ones. And I'm like, well, that's that's not going to be you, Ed. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I just, I like how mm. practically he was in that. <laughs> they should be burning the crypts is what they should be doing. Oh, uh, the crypts. They're going to have Gilly and Tila to, to, uh. Oh, it's so safe down there, you guys. It's so safe. It's safe. They have Gilly and Tila to, to. Does she have everybody off. But does Bran not remember being attacked by a skeleton army north of the wall? <laughs> I know. I'm like, Bran, <laughs> do, 
He's like, don't you remember when Harry Helson's like creation I know, came it's for like, you? I, yeah, I was about to say it was like, don't you remember Jason and the Argonauts? <laughs> <laughs> just the skeleton fireballs, fireball, fireball, fireball. I remember because it's just it's there in my brain even when I close my eyes. Uh, <laughs> the skeletons did not bring the fireballs. That was, that was a children of the, the forest. Children of the forest. Yeah, but, but were yes, there fire- were skeletons and fireballs there at the same time. There were skeletons and fireballs. <laughs> I remember. Uh, any other any other fave lines before we move um, on? I liked uh, Tyrion's The Perils of Self-Betterment to Jamie, just because, you know, they both kind of have you know, become better people, but they've sort of lost a lot of what they thought they wanted in the beginning, which I thought, you know, was interesting. I mean, in terms of arcs, I think from the beginning to, like, where we are now, they've changed kind of the most. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Sansa's also changed quite a lot. Well, she's had no choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of them have. But, you know, like, in terms of, like, goals from, like, the beginning of the story to the end and, like, what they thought, you know, what they're willing to do... It's true, because, you know, I mean, like, someone like Arya, like, has obviously undergone, you know, a very dramatic transition just from being a little girl to being, you know, a assassin. assassin. But, like, but it's kind of still on the trajectory that I think she wanted her life to yeah, go Yeah, it was, it's still within Not quite her, that extreme, like, but... Yeah, her personality, like, <laughs> focus was like, I'm a badass little kid, you know, right. like... Whereas she's... Jamie definitely kind of went from not caring about anybody to being... But even yeah, Bran makes a comment about that, you know, when he said, when when he when he apologizes to Bran for doing what he did to him, and he's like, he said, uh, "You weren't sorry then." He said, "But neither one of us would be the people we are today if you hadn't." And so, like, right? Yes, so is thank that, you, is, that Bran. is the implication then that when Jamie killed Eris, that it wasn't for the people of King's Landing; it was for himself. Whereas now he fights for the people and not himself. I don't oh, think I think he killed Eris for a number of reasons. I, I like, the thing. The thing with Jamie is I don't think that he really was the Kingslayer, you know, that everybody thought him to be. Like I, I don't think he ever really was that person. But I think society sort of forced him into that role a but little I, bit, mm-hmm. and he just kind of went with it. And I think now he's sort of trying to shed that and become, you know, more who he was originally and more who you know, people like Rian believe he can be. Right, but I also think he's, I mean, Tyrion never says it to him. He says it to John. He's like, you know, accept that you're a bastard because, you know, if people call you that, it won't bother you. And right, that's no, one, ever, no ex- one else forgets. He accepted, yeah. he, he was accepted being called the Kingslayer, even though it wasn't his intention to king, kill the king. Like, he had his reasons for killing the king. He saved all those people, but people didn't see it that way. They saw it as he, oath you know, breaker. he, yeah. he, yeah, he's an oath breaker and, um, but he, he takes that title and he, and he becomes this arrogant fuck, but deep down, he's never really <laughs> been this arrogant fuck and he never right. shows who he is until he tells Brienne who he really is. Right. Well, yeah, he's always been trying to, to become what everyone wanted him to be, mm-hmm. whether it was Cersei or his father or even Tyrion, right? But now he is trying to become what he wants to be. He doesn't, I don't think he knows what that is. He does. He knows he wants to be Brienne. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a funny way. No, he I wants to be this. He wants to be this this honorable person. He wants to be this person that people look up to. He wants right. To be... She's shown him that there right. is a way to defy expectations 
and stay true to yourself. All right. That's what I liked in in the books is, you know, his whole chapter where he was, you know, thinking about what if I was Golden Hand the Just and, yeah. you know, what would that be? Which isn't something we got I in the show. I just want but... Jamie and Brienne to be happy. I know. <laughs> I always have that dream of that, that, that. <laughs> A drawing that Jenny drew for me and and Axie. I'm working on another one. The two of them in, in their wheelchairs while Pod pushes them along. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know Not if Jamie. Well, I'm working on a different. I don't know if Jamie has ever been like really the Kingslayer because if you look at like Tyrion's perspective, he's like, my brother was the only one who's ever been kind to me. Yes. You know, so. Well, I think he still. I think he still showed that other side yeah. of him to the people he was closest to. I just think the face he wore to, you know, the rest of the world was the one that people kind of put on him and he just sort of accepted it and, and went with yeah. it. Right. He, embra- he embraced now, the idea of the Kingslayer just because that's what people expected of him. And now he's sort of trying to break free of that, which is difficult because everybody still sees him as the Kingslayer, as you can see, you know, in that trial before right. Tyrion and Brienne stand up oh, yeah. and well, speak we'll move, for him. We're, we're going to talk about that, don't worry. Yeah. Um, let's finish off uh, our award section uh, with Direwolf Watch. We already saw Ghost. He's alive. He's smaller than we last saw him. Anything else about Ghost? Any wishes? Any He's smaller than we last spotting? saw him. Nope. It's because he hasn't eaten. <laughs> All his food has gone to the dragons. Away since the sixth season. <laughs> he diminishes and goes into the west. <laughs> He's just... He's just Benjamin He's buttoning He's actually it. sitting with Frodo right now. <laughs> they, tra- they traded... How many pop culture tra- references can we make? Traded- <laughs> Keep going. I really they traded can't. AON for... Uh, uh, well, we were uh, talking about moments that we really like, so Arwen, let's just kind of transition into our Rhaegar a la mode moments. Uh, let's stick with Jamie and Brienne and talk about the nighting scene. What were your favorite parts about it? Who do you do you wish that anyone else had been present or not there? Um, I love the fact that um, they didn't even. Re- it's almost like they forgot that everyone else was there. Yeah. Like that was just. Yes, it was very much all about yeah. them. They were just very in the moment, right? And, and like at each until other. they re- realized there was clapping, it was just the two of them just <laughs> staring at clapping. each other. I don't think have I mean like we haven't seen anyone clapping since like the last tourney. Like I know yeah. that was weird. I was like, oh, they do that in Westeros. <laughs> clap for joy. But uh, uh, like, it's interesting about that scene. Like, who are the people there? You have like Davos, who's this lowborn person who becomes a knight. You have this man of the free folk. You have Tyrion. Just like the people that were there too were very interesting. And Pod, and who's Pod been there well. along with them and, throughout. And that's that especially journey. important because she looks to Pod before she gets up and he gives her a slight nod and it's like because when when he first is with her she tells him i'm not a knight i can't Mm -hmm. really do this and now she is exactly what she told him he wasn't she wasn't and like this is a big deal Oh, my girl. I love my yeah, girl. I'm gl- I mean, I'm glad other people were there just to witness that it happened. Yes. So that no, ma- no matter what, that it's a truth. Yes. Like, no one can no one can say that it never happened. But I'm also sad that there were people there because I just want to see them get it on. Yeah, like, That would have been. They needed to, like, sneak off after that. Be like, I, all right, I, I, I... now she's Sir Brienne. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, Sir I mean, Brienne, as, much as, as much as I want them to, you know, Go, be like, happy make out and have sex or whatever but you know like i just i don't know that 
I don't know that Brienne, like, even knows, like, how to how have to, those how, feelings. How to put it. I was going to well, say no, that. But... <laughs> Where to put it. I disagree. <laughs> I think she just represses it because as a woman. Yeah. No, yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think she's. I think she has those feelings. She just doesn't quite know how act to on express them? them. Yeah. No, of course yeah, not. I mean, I think it's important that she, especially for Brienne, that Jamie knighted her, not because he loved her, physically wanted her, but he mm-hmm. admired her and believed he that she could her. be a knight and respects her. Like it was a, it was a peer to peer kind of thing, which I think was special and 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 actually kind of turning that into a sex scene probably would have had me complaining. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> no, that because like, had sex. It was like but... payback in a way. No, you wouldn't have wanted that. But I still but thought it was it romantic. Just... It was romantic. Yeah, I think, was. and even Nikolai said that you know it was it was an act of love. The whole time though, I was like, is this what made her turn red? Though no, no. But she says that was the her her best her best scene this season. She feels like that was her the best part of her season. Uh, she did. What was this about her job. turning red? What? What was this about her turning red? Oh, so she was. She did an interview, and when she was describing like how she felt when she read the script the first time, she said something like, "There were parts that made me jump, and parts that made me cry, and parts that made me turn really red." And it's like implication that she was embarrassed, or so maybe we still have some more to come. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I I, I, I can't see her dying because she's got to she's got to write the rest of his entry in the white book. Aww. Um, uh. because he won't, he'll, he'll be gone. And this is, I, this is the fucking hill I will die on. <laughs> so that's how it's going to be. And if it isn't, she got, and, she and got if it doesn't happen this way, scene. I am going to pretend the last four episodes of the season didn't happen. And in fact, I'm going to end the season, uh, the scene right after he finishes, uh, knighting her and pod sings the song. And then I don't even want to see the John and, and Danny thing. <laughs> and then the season ended and it was beautiful. And it was beautiful. That's it. And then Lauren writes like, you know, 40 pages of fanfic. and she's <laughs> I've already started. <laughs> I've read some already. If you, so. if you don't think I started writing it last night, then you don't know me at all. <laughs> uh, so we already talked about the Night's Watch reunion with Sam and Ed and John and Ghost. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the scene between Liana and Jorah. Speaking of send-off scenes, so Jorah now has a Valyrian sword and... Uh, he's argued with the head of his house. We've been reminded who he is in relation to other people in the north. All I was like, does this fool really think that uh, that she's gonna back down? Like, who is? Does he not know who his she's, his who family? She is? Yeah, his family are Mormont women. Like, does he not know who her mother was? Like, yeah, yeah. like I, I she think is all... her mother's daughter. But again, he, I think he just doesn't. You know, she's still a little girl. Yeah, I know she's like eleven, and also yeah. it's the leader of their house, right? So yes, I know. Is there anyone after her? Is their line dead? But I think that's would it, it. Would it revert to Jorah? There's probably at that a point? couple cousins, but they're probably well, Jorah's going to be dead. So no, I'm saying, but if he, if he did survive, would it revert to Jorah? I don't know. Because I don't think it can I, because did, he's been he's been stripped. He's been exiled. Like, well, I, I guess if if Danny like actually took the throne or something, they could give it back, to right? Him, but. But whatever. He's going to die anyway, anyway, so it doesn't matter. He's definitely, Moving on. He's definitely dying. He's got a sword. He's got, you know, closure. He has Sam's closure Sam's got to get Danny. his sword back somehow. So, you know. But I think Jorah's not long for this, this Westeros world. Yeah, but at least he didn't die of grayscale. No. 
No, he got cured just so he could die horribly. But, but, exactly. but did his shirt get the burial it deserved? I think that's yellow under there. I was looking. All right. Because that's important. <laughs> the undershirt's yellow, guys. He's yellow that's, all the way that's down. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, I had to try and describe Jorah to my coworker too. And I kind of was failing. No. And I was talking to my other coworker. And you should have like, been like the, the sexy the older shirt. man with the sandy voice. <laughs> um... Speaking of sandy-voiced people, we've got a scene between Arya the Hound and Beric Dondarrion, who's still alive. Uh, Barely. I literally can't believe he's still alive. Like, <laughs> well, now that uh, Thoris is gone, his chances of coming back are pretty slim. Right. Well, Melisandre could come back, but I, I still think... the hell she is. I think, well, one, I think Mel is definitely coming back because we had that whole scene between Davos and fake Shireen. Just to remind us... When she does come back, Davos hates her. And that's the she Shireen was there. Alike. She was she, there. Yeah, she's the Shireen alike, not the fake Shireen. In the Winterfell court scene, she was one of the old ladies. She just wasn't wearing the ruby on oh, her neck. So you know. There you go. <laughs> she's been there the whole time. She's one of the old ladies. That would be great. It <laughs> would be great. She just This old woman is just in the background, and all of a sudden she puts the ruby necklace on and becomes exactly. Melisandre again. She's and been there the like, whole time. The just chilling just out. Happened. She's going to be in the crypts. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, um, but anyway, let's back up. So Arya and the Hound, that was a cool scene. I do wish that they had had a little bit more camaraderie, but also, like, I get it. I would ditch him for Gendry, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, but it was kind of nice to be reminded that, like, the the Hound does have, like, another purpose. Yeah. Right? Like, he is now, like, following R'hllor, and he's kind of part of that. And it's also a nice reminder of the magic, like, Dondarrion is undead or has been brought back a million times. And the Hound kind of believes in that magic, too. So we're very—I think that was a more subtle way of reminding us rather than something like, Okay, cousin, you're the last of our house. <laughs> Take, you know, like, that was a little bit more like, let's beat him over the head to make well, sure Well, that was for the people in the back who don't remember that— Liana Mormont and Jorah Mormont are actually related. What? Because <laughs> they don't know their names in the first place. It's a good I thought he was still yeah, Rocky. Like, yeah, there you go. Uh, but <laughs> I also Rocky liked I liked when the Hound, um, when she she was like, "Well, why are you here? You don't fight for anything other than yourself." And he said, "I fought, be, I, I fought, fought for, for you. you," and he did. Yeah. He did, and almost died for it. I still think I do want that reunion scene between him and, and Sansa. Like, yes. We, we deserve that. Like, tie it all the way back. Like, yep. bring us all the way back to that. Maybe season. he will save her from Ned's shambling corpse. Oh, God. <laughs> Yet another. She's being mobbed again and he comes oh. in and saves her. Oh, this poor girl. Um, what, uh, so after that is Arya's sex scene. We talked about it a little bit. Anything else to say beyond get it, girl? I, I could have lived without seeing naked parts only because we watched her grow up. But get it, girl is correct. Yes, she definitely. I, I'm, well, so she, so she has publicly said that they allowed her to decide how much yeah, she they showed did. or did not show. They did. But, and, I, which I, I but for me, I was uncomfortable seeing it because it's like. Oh, I, I covered my I, eyes. I watched. Which, yeah. I was caught um, off guard. But no, I. I, I definitely think that you know that her and Gendry belong together and and her being able to to show that she's a sexual being is fine I that that I had that I had no problem with I was just like I just 
could we do this without the naked? My favorite well, she did- thing was Maisie's tweet about it. She's like, if you guys yeah. think it's awkward, my dad, my mom, my brothers, <laughs> sisters all had to watch it. So <laughs> True. Um, yeah, super awkward. Other but also, sex- I like that Gendry's hair, you know, his that he's a bastard, like, is out. Like, yeah. that his father is Robert Baratheon. Like, that is now out in the universe. Yeah. We're reminded of that once more. Uh, and I think I said this the last time we re-recorded, but it's also kind of like, okay, I see that the Starks are just consolidating any, like, anyone with a claim to the Iron Throne. They're like, get them in here. <laughs> just get it, bring them into the fold. Get them, uh, attach them to the Stark house somehow. Well, the Starks and the Baratheons were supposed to be married at one point, so. You have, you have a daughter, I have a son. <laughs> so they could have a kid, and John and Danny could have a kid, and then they just mash them together, and then it's like ultimate Iron Throne and then, and then Dario Naharis rises from the ashes. He's not dead. Well, we don't know where he is, so he might as well be. <laughs> He's here with me. He says hi. There he is. He says hi. Um, is Joey okay Other with than... This? No, Joey's not here. <laughs> so... Uh, we talked about the big, the big pre-battle uh, warming your bum by the fire. I don't think it was his bum he was war- warming. <laughs> His onion. He's warming his onion. Uh, it did the Jenny of Oldstone song. We talked about that as well. Uh, Jamie and Brands talking about good old times. Well, I, I always, I always knew that that he'd be like, "Yeah, it's fine, whatever." Destiny. Let's, let's talk about Sansa because we really haven't touched on her too much. So Sansa has some good scenes with uh, with Theon. Um, that was fantastic. And with, uh, with Danny. Uh, but I, the one with Theon was really was really important because only they know only yep. only they know what that was like, and they have this bond that will never be broken in any way, and that's really important. And and also the fact that Danny saw there was a crack in her armor that she can she can feel because Sansa's been very cold and. I'm not saying it's wrong because I, I honestly, I, if I was in Sansa's shoes, I'd be the same way. Um, but Danny's only seen this cold front from her, and so it's pretty interesting for her to see that there's something more in there. Well, and and Danny doesn't really think very highly of Theon. No, and no. and to see that like Sansa and Theon have something more, it's kind of I think it makes her also reevaluate Theon, right? Mm-hmm. And I can shift uh. this. I can shift this. I totally can shift this. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't with it just because I was like, the, the two of them together just equals a lot of trauma that like there, you know, something healthy could come out of that. He would never hurt her. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the scene between Sansa and Danny, I really liked yes. because that was sort of Danny trying, I think that was more like Danny wearing the mask of her, of her prior self. Like, we could talk about this a little bit, or I, maybe I will in the nerd rage moment coming up. But like, Danny's not really much of she's not acting herself, at least to me in this episode. But that scene with her and Sansa was her, more Danny like, but not quite. It was like a little off because she was obviously trying to manipulate Sansa into giving her what what she wanted. Right. But Sansa, mm-hmm. having dealt with Ramsay and all the other shit that she has dealt with, this is a piece of say, cake. Like, she does not fall for that shit. And she stays right on track and right on target and asks her the real questions. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny's not very good at deflecting it or tabling it or reassuring her or using her charm or her empathy or any of the things that we would expect Danny to be able to do in that moment to really connect with Sansa. She's I do just... think 
there's an element of, I mean, besides Danny just being sort of out of her depth a little bit and, you know, this being the first time she's really coming up against opposition in Westeros like this, but I think also she's kind of like so close to her goal now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in Westeros, she's, she's you know, gonna save the North with her with her dragons and her armies, you know, like, it's within reach now, and I don't think it it has been quite so much before, and so I think the fact that people are still opposing her when she just doesn't understand why is hard for her. Yeah, and I so think, I, think I think when people, when people challenge her like that, she's like, oh, but I really want it, you know? Yeah, yeah it's like she's forgotten that her family actually was dethroned. Like, it's it's not belonging. I just literally stop belonging to you. Like, well, I'm just saying in terms of her not like acting the way that she acted when she was in Essos and like you know using charm and using you know whatever, but like because it is within reach, she's kind of like that that slipping away with stuff that she you know used before because she's just sort of she she's. So close to it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she would never even have spoken to Sansa unless but Jorah told her to. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, but I was glad that they had that scene because I wasn't a fan of just their sort of sniping and looks in the previous episode. I was like, I would like them to have a conversation. So I'm glad they at least tried. Yeah, and I I like that you said that Danny is out of her depth because I think I think she is out of her depth because she's always been she's always been a foreigner who's just kind of coming through with overwhelming forces. She doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have overwhelming forces in this situation. Like the North could definitely stand against her. I mean, she's got her armies and she's got her dragons, but I think she's just she's not used to I mean, it's it's also, like, from a, a story standpoint, you know, she's coming up against other main characters right. who have their own goals and their own agendas and, you know, their own families and things to stand up for. Whereas when she's going up against people in Marine, like, yeah, no one No, cares. but it's the conflict in Marine <laughs> and Astapor, it's a, it's a moral conflict, right? It's about... Right, yeah, like... Whereas this is more, like, political, and I think she's not used to that. Yeah, I think you can stand up and say, you know, slavery is wrong... And, like, even though the slavers are going to, you know, object, it's still, like, very clear, whereas this is not. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because the North has already, like, declared that they have their own king, even though John kind of messed that up. Like, yeah. like they've already taken a stance that they don't want to be part of the Seven Kingdoms under one, under that rule. Uh, oh, and, and she's just sailing and like, oh, well, no, you're one of my kingdoms. And it's like, no, are we, though? <laughs> and, and speaking of John in there, um, I like how he just became the warden of the North and none of us like yeah, do that until that moment. That. Yeah. And what <laughs> is the warden of like, the North no, thing? And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> that's what Danny calls him so that she doesn't feel threatened by his, exactly. his, his inner well, that's why. That's why as soon as he said, you know, my true name is Aegon Sixth <laughs> she was like, you have a claim to the Iron Throne. Oh no. Dun dun dun. Damn it. <laughs> I do find it interesting how Danny was all about like breaking the wheel, but we haven't really <laughs> seen that yet from her. So it's interesting what's going to happen once this battle against the others is done. Like, what are her mm-hmm. future goals? I think, yeah, I think she's just still very caught up in like Iron Throne, Iron Throne. I think if she, you know, they make it through all of this, like she might have to sort of reevaluate what that means. 
And I think that falls, it, like, it brings me to the nerd rage part of it, which is she tells Sansa that, um, that it's, it's John's war. Mm-hmm. And, and but not. she she keeps claiming that all of the all of the all of Westeros is hers. Then how is the North not important enough to her for it to be her war as well? That it's John's yeah, war. She got to rule over nothing. Like, but when Sansa says she subjects? wants the North, all of a sudden it's important to her. Yeah, I think that's the that's the black and white conflict that she should be championing the same way that John does. You know, it's it's the living versus the dead. You know, like that's that's it. That's the thing. And I think if she if she stood with him on that more and made that her agenda too, rather than just deferring to him on that kind of thing and still making the play for the Iron Throne, I think it would go better for her. Maybe. I think I think so too. Um, before we move into the full nerd rage uh, section, though, there was one last scene for a Brandon Tyrion speaking. Uh, I just wanted to point out that it, that scene was really important to me. Uh, because one of the themes that we see over and over again in A Song of Ice and Fire is that information is power. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so now Tyrion, because we didn't see exactly what Bran told him, Tyrion right. potentially knows everything that Bran knows up until that point. Right. But I also uh, love the fact that it's, 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 it's an ex- it is what Tyrion is. Yep. Tyrion loves history. Tyrion loves a good story. Tyrion was always reading all those scrolls and spending so much time in the library that him wanting more knowledge and wanting to know what Bran knows is is exactly who Tyrion is. Right, and Tyrion is struggling at this point. He needed more data. He needed more input. He needed to know more so that he could make better decisions as Danny's hand and just as himself. And I think maybe now he's finally gotten some of that information that he needs. And it also ties into the wall council too, because one of the things that they talk about is how Bran's death can end, you know, people's history. But if someone else knows history besides him or somebody else knows things beside him, there's somebody else to still carry that on. Goes, goes North and offers himself and become to become the three. eyed. There he is. (laughs) I'm three eyed Um, Raven. I mean, my, you know, talking more to my coworkers, he was convinced that, you know, Tyrion's going to do some, you know, big strategic thing in the next episode because, you know, Danny was doubting him and she did say, you know, well, I mean, Jorah said, you know, he owns his mistakes and he learns from them. And, you know, Danny's saying, I, I'm going to need your mind when this is all over. And so, yes, if he found out information from Bran, maybe he'll use that in a way to, you know save the day to some degree you know he could save them in the crypts from all of the skeletons coming to attack exactly maybe he knows something they're gonna need some kind of warrior yeah but seriously everybody else sucks like nobody thought to like ask bran information like even bran was surprised by it somebody knows i'm i've been sitting here for days like (laughs) like i've been been in the courtyard for days and days to cersei he's like used to dealing with a bunch of weirdos like he He's like, oh, I'll talk to this guy. Everyone else is creeped out by Bran. <laughs> but Tyrion's willing to just like, all right, let's do this. Tell me everything you know. I also think Bran's probably maybe more willing to talk to Tyrion. I don't know. Well, they had their moments in season one. Yes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, everybody else, you know, like, he could tell other people things. Like, he also doesn't offer any information. <laughs> well... To be fair, the three-eyed raven before him, Blood Raven, wasn't exactly known for doling out information either. That's true. He's like, I'm in a tree. 
Why can't, you know, Bran just, like, bring a whole bunch of ravens and have the ravens start attacking the whites? Oh, well, that works. I, would that, or would you just get a bunch of undead ravens? <laughs> well, they have to kill them first. Then they'd and have then to send can... the butterflies after them. The butterflies versus the ravens. Yes, <laughs> and Dario Naharis. The true, and then the Dario Naharis on an elephant. Maybe the godswood is, like, tree beard and it's gonna, like, the weirwood tree is gonna... <laughs> yes. Start shucking white walkers. <laughs> yes, can all of the the weirwood trees in the north suddenly rise up and like come and and fight everybody? <laughs> like forest. what happened? Yeah, exactly. Um, do you guys have anything else uh, that qualifies as nerd rage that you want to talk about? So we talked about like Danny maybe not acting like herself, but sort of talked ourselves through that. I'm sure Jenny um, has something that's really important. Oh right, yes. Do you want to talk about John's real name? I know that. that <laughs> I'm just never not going to be annoyed by it. Yeah. And, like, they did That's say That's a general that, consensus, though. But I swear they said that, you know, his other <laughs> brother's name was Did Aegon they say that on the show? In the show. I think they did. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. But it's, it bothers me that they would do that. But I'm now thinking about Jess, our heads up game. Yeah, our heads up game. <laughs> when... <laughs> because I was trying to get her to say Rob Stark, and I said John's brother, and she said... I think you said Bran, and I said, no, the other one, and she said Aegon, and we're like, oh no, that's technically correct. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but going back to, like, Danny and John's war, like, I don't understand, basically, like, Danny's whole thing is, like, protecting people, so why doesn't she lead with that? That's, yeah. like, her thing. Right. And she's, like, the opposite of saying, Cersei, like- and that's why we like her. Like, Cersei's the mad queen, and Danny is, like, the polar opposite of that. So I don't understand why they're yeah. going with her being, like, her ambition over her ultra, more, her more altruistic um, beliefs that she's always had. Because because it's right there for her, too. Like, yeah. That's how you win their loyalty. It's very similar to slavery yes. is bad. You know, the living are, you know, need to fight the dead. Like, it's right there for her to take. But I guess that goes into my theory that you know because she's so close to the iron throne, it kind of goes now that's clouding it her goes judgment to but... women who just like don't like talk up their achievements right which she should be doing like she's you know she should be saying i brought this army i brought these dragons to protect the north and she's not really mm-hmm. ingratiating herself to the northern people in that way which she should be right and maybe it just reminds just me of last she's... week when she was smug what made that smug face when John just literally just told her how the Northerners don't trust people, uh, outsiders, and then the dragons flew over, and she was just like, smirk. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot for that moment. Well, it's weird, too, because, like, up until now, I would have characterized Danny as charismatic, empathetic, um, like, strong-willed, and, like, that she uses people underestimating her as, like, a way to conquer them. Mm-hmm. And now she's, like patronizing entitled entitled, smug like these are it's very odd and it 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 seems like oh well we got all the characters together and we need to have some sort of conflict between her and john so we're just gonna make them have opposite goals or whatever and it just i mean i do think there was probably some sense of entitlement in her you know i mean yeah she's dating back yeah Yeah, i mean i don't think that's totally new but i do think it's it's come out more i think it's the wrong place in the wrong time for it Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, 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 I mean, agree. I agree. Her. It's bad strategy. I think that's. But I don't think it. I don't think it doesn't. I think it makes sense, somewhat, for her character in this situation. 
just because I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like she expected to have as hard of a time as she is. Like, she wants people to fear her, which is scary to me because, like, that's a Cersei thing. And, like, I would expect her to be like, okay, the Northerners are spitting on my friends and being really racist and weird. And, like, Sansa doesn't like me. And I'm here risking my life and limb and my children, you know, who I've already lost one, to, to fight this war. Uh, and even if she doesn't think it's her war, she's there. So, like, why wouldn't she be more magnanimous? Why wouldn't she be, like, trying to call their favor and be like, look at my beautiful dragons. They're going to fight for you. Don't you love them? You know, instead it's like, fear me, fear them. They'll take what they want with fire and blood. And it's I mean, just a does, little... she, does she think that, like, once she does save the day with her dragons and her armies that everyone's just going to fall at fall her feet? That's, like, is that's, that that's she's the problem. For? Yeah. That's the implication. But they're gonna die too. So like, why would they be like, "We owe you"? It's like, no, we di- we fought together. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just doing a bad job of of yeah of of framing the fir- the argument that will come later. You know, where she needs. Which to- is why I do think Jorah's line about Tyrion owning his mistakes and learning from them is important for her because yeah. if she is making mistakes, she needs to own yeah. them and learn. Yeah, from Sansa them called her out on it too. Ruler. Mm-hmm. When she's like, mm-hmm. "Wow, well, he made me trust Cersei." He's like, "You trusted Cersei. Own up to it." Yeah, that ultimately, Danny is the queen, yeah. right? Like, she's blaming all of her advisors, but it's like, it's, "But you're the one who makes the you, final, you make final, the final decision." decision yeah. Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's wrong to have a king and a queen, anyway. So, anyway, um, <laughs> breaking the wheel. So, uh, the only the only other uh, thing we haven't commented on directly is where is dario uh (laughs) alive somewhere so i posited that dario is coming he's going to be the gandalf in the fight he's going to show up on some sort of horse or an elephant or giraffe dyed blue with his with gold with gold tusks yes gold tusk and his mustache (laughs) streaming in the wind and he's just he's coming for khaleesi she can't leave him alone i guess she seems to have forgotten all about him and he fights john But I really hope we don't have like a a Gandalf moment because every single battle on the show has had that. Well, okay, so this actually gets us to our next section, which is upcoming events, things to look forward to. uh, Quote quotations. Um, So this is going to be this big battle, and we saw we saw them all planning the battle. We saw the table. We know ostensibly where people are going to be. Um, where the cavalry is, Jorah's up front, so Jorah's definitely a goner. Um, Hi, the Mormonts are up on the walls that are covered in little knobs of dragon glass. So. <laughs> Brienne is with the Knights of the Vale with that screen cap from last from the trailer. Yeah. So she's on foot. Yeah, she's, she's, not yeah, she's with the the Vale soldiers. So then we the have the soldiers uns- had we have the Unsullied, something. and then uh, she's got a few Dothraki with her. Plus, she had a lot of Dothraki. A with lot her. of Dothraki. At one point, are the Winterfell stables no. big enough for all the horses? I know. <laughs> like, where I don't know where all these people are staying. To be perfectly honest, um, so there's, so we think like I have two theories, and they are not they are not mutually exclusive, but they do appear to kind of may, maybe not not support each other. So my first theory is that uh, it's something I saw on Twitter, and I really liked it, so I want to talk about it. The idea that Jamie is the Kingslayer. So it's going to be Jamie that kills the Night King and not John. Maybe I'd Which rather I... that I find John killing him uninteresting. 
also like who the fuck is John? Like the king, like the Night King cares about Bran. Yes. Not John. Like, what is John? Does he even? I mean, like, yes, he knows well, that John exists, but he's just an obstacle. I he's guess just the a theory. Thrall. I mean, the book theories are that you know, if John is Azor High, then he is the one who's supposed to slay the Great Other, which I assume is the Night King ish, or he's a servant of the Great Other. Yeah, I was gonna say the Great Other. I feel like is like the 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 counterpart point to R'hllor. Right. So he's a servant of the Great Other. Yeah. But, um. But, like, that, that's just not, like, I mean, you had all the Lord of, the Lightbringer stuff with Melisandre and Stannis, and, I mean, she did, you know, look to John, but, like, they haven't really, I guess we'll see what the previously on is. Right? Yeah, right. That <laughs> for know. the episode, to see what they, what they show. Um, so, so do we think that Melisandre will be the Gandalf in this Helm's Deep situation? I hope not. Because there's also a converse theory that that it's their the 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 fighting on two fronts theory. Have you guys heard this? That because they kept what? talking about how like Cersei's not coming, Cersei's not coming, but like Cersei is coming. Ooh, is she? That that coming? Then to I help? then I was reading something today about the Night King not even going to be at the battle. That he's well, just going to head really, south. I think that's a great theory because like we're only going into episode three. It's true. Where are the Tullys? So it would. It would be great if instead, because <laughs> we don't see the Night King in any of the previews, yeah. it would be great if it was like this huge fight, but we knew that it wasn't the last fight mm-hmm. because the Night King's not even there. He's on a dragon going to King's Landing to burn that shit down. Now, if Cersei's already on the road coming north to, to kill her enemies or to at least push them farther north and prevent their escape, um, him taking King's Landing wouldn't necessarily decimate the map, but it would add to his army, you know, a bunch of Could peasants. you imagine all of King's Landing becoming white? It's a million people, right? It's a lot of people. That's, That's a million people. So, like, <laughs> Cersei has... So then it's Cersei's 22,000. We got that figure a couple times, right? She's got 22,000 uh, troops plus, like, 4,000 horse and, and uh, the ships that belong to Euron. And Golden Company? The, yeah, the Golden Company is her 22,000. Without elephants. Okay. With no elephants. Dario's coming with the elephants. Just give him a second. Oh, poor Dario. To get on the boats. Um, so then, so then it could be not just a fight on two fronts because they're having to fight Cersei and the Night King, but then they have nowhere to fall back to. They can't run south, and they and if they lose Winterfell, they can't run north. So my theory has always been the neck. Mm. Like we may end up back at the Trident or at Harrenhal or. You know, someplace where all those terrible things always happen. I mean, I would love that because I think it's kind of anticlimactic if they just solve everything in the next episode. Agreed. And then, like, go fight Cersei. Yeah. Right. Like, that doesn't feel right to me. So I think if it did continue on until, like, episode four, at least, I think I would feel more like it was justified to, like have everything building to this moment. Yeah. I mean, we saw that Danny, like way back when Danny had, and we talked about this in our last episode, Danny had the vision of the throne room in the snow. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would make sense if, if, if the night King does take King's landing, that could become his home base. So then my question is how much dragon, uh, fire did Cersei use to blow up the sept? Wildfire. There, <laughs> wildfire. Yeah. So there could be a lot left. And they just, just have to, around the city, and, and they, they just have the to blow up King's Landing. 
That would be great, which would destroy the Iron Throne. Which would destroy the Iron Throne. (laughs) I like this. I like these theories, and they're totally not going to happen, but I'm I'm excited now. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I think Come it on. could happen. That's like, it could, it happen. could happen. I mean, something's going to happen. I have no idea. I just feel like fans always come up with like really great theories, and then you know, <laughs> and then that's not and then what DRD, the are like, no, <laughs> like, no, oh, it's going to be whores. Good. It will be whores that save Westeros. <laughs> Little oh, figures, no, white whores. That's not a good sight. <laughs> It's like that SNL skit where she's like, is this what you want? <laughs> she pulls her shirt off. And oh, the White boom. Walker. <laughs> oh. Is this what you want? Is this what you want, Sean? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that, yeah, those are, I think, some exciting theories about what's going to happen. I'm not looking forward to an hour and a half of darkness and, and blood. No. The night can only last so long. <laughs> well, I don't know. Does if the Night King is there, does he bring the night with him, or will like he, br- dawn he definitely brings the cold? Point? Yeah, but like, oh, will dawn happen so, at like, some point? So like, he like it literally is just night like that. Instead of it being like a night scene, it's like it's night now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, it's the long night, right? The long wants? night. Um. Well, I mean, that's what got... they should call this episode: is the long night. <laughs> Do we know what it's called? No, we don't. We never know. We don't even know what they're called until like after after the episode when they actually put the title up on yeah. HBO now. Yeah. Because it's not even at the beginning of the episode. No, no. Episode. Which I think is weird. Yeah. It's called Helm's Deep. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just it called is. Helm's it's Deep. With Helm's Deep. Deep. <laughs> it's called it's called the Crypts of Winterfell because they're coming for that. It's called Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was such a good show. It was. Uh, he's the first white that comes out. The Crypt Keeper. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, we haven't talked about Danny's dragons too much. So uh, when they were doing the battle plan, John, the way that he spoke, it's he, he just basically was just like, and we'll be on the dragons or something to that effect. I'm like, oh, he's, he's riding a dragon in the next. Okay. I, still, I still don't like that. Not that he's going to ride a dragon, but that it's just like, no one's just like, Oh, you ride dragons now? Like, yeah. there's no ceremony like, is, to it. I know. I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to what? Exactly. <laughs> this is perfectly normal. Talking? Also, because nobody perfectly else knows normal. that he's a Targaryen, so. Right. Other than Bran yeah. and Sam. And but... Sam, yeah. I did like that from Danny just being like, and Tyrion, what, the secret that nobody that nobody else knows but your best friend and your, and your brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a that's fair point. It, it, it was definitely a fair reason to side eye the whole situation. Mm-hmm. he's like no it's true yeah Trust there me. is a book sam has the book doesn't he he stole stuff from the citadel he said so. he did he did yes that's true what did he say uh so so yeah so they're gonna be atop some dragons i assume danny will ride drogon drogon that, doesn't seem to like yes. john very much no but but <laughs> drogon just Rhaegal runs into Rhaegal to knock snuggle, john off so... into the fray yeah Rhaegal loves i uh... I just, I don't, because I, I feel like episode three is just not where we're going to see Ice Dragon versus Living Dragon. Aww. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't think that's happening. No, because he's going to be flying down south. In, yeah. It's just like, also, like, they're talking about this fight. Not once are they like, okay, but we have to talk about the fact that they have a dragon. <laughs> like, how do we defend against that? What kind, like, they don't talk about that shit at all. 
Fran needs to say again, we don't have time for this. Yeah, does, does fire work against the Night King? I don't know. <laughs> okay. No one's ever tried before. No one's ever tried. Like, I mean, let's try. Technically, didn't didn't Danny try? <laughs> I don't know. She. So this is the problem with my with like my the way the White Walkers fight is. I mean, not that it's not smart, but they just like stand off from everything. They else just wait. <laughs> just like they're all just milling about on that little cliff, watching it all go down. Like, at least they were kind of at the front lines of this battle. Yes. I don't know if they'll stay there. Or, way. like, there. They're there, yeah. Well, I mean, I think now we're getting into, like, I have a co-worker who's, like, very invested in the motivation of the White Walkers. and We had a whole debate about that today. It's And I and it sucks because it's, like, we've gotten enough of them to know that they have some kind of society, some kind of hierarchy that, that like, they get created in a certain way, that they may have a, some sort of daycare system. Like, we, we know it's that... The, it's the Craster Infest <laughs> Baby Army. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, we know that they, they're more... They seem more than... They're sentient beings, right? Right. And yet... Do you think little Sam will be like, brother? <laughs> brother. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> and yet, Bran's basically like, no, he just wants total devastation. And I'm like, well, that's just weather, right? That's not... Well... And we That's were talking about motivation. it today at work, and it was kind of like the the destruction of like knowledge and humanity, which sure. I mean, I was going back to like like okay, so we know that you know the children of the forest created the White Walkers, right, to fight the first men, yes, the first men, yeah. So they just so, don't like men. <laughs> so like, and like it backfired because then they were fighting the children of the forest too. But like, is. They, they just had that goal imprinted on them, and now that, that that's what they have to do? Like, I don't know. Well, then what were they doing <laughs> in the interim? Building their army with all of Craster's babies. <laughs> it was a slow going. Know. It took a while. I think that's my, that's my whole problem with the White Walker storyline in general. It's like, I just don't know why, and I don't know why it's taken so long. Like, what had to come about for them to start moving south again from their, like, Minas Morgul knockoff. In right. The, well, I think also, like, what we haven't gotten in the show and which is more embedded in the in the books is just this idea that, like, the gods might actually be real, you right. know? And, like, that there is there is higher order magic happening that influences other things. Like, yeah, we have Melisandre and we have Valor and in the, in the, all that, but it's not really... It's not really like oh connection like fire and yeah, they're ice. They're not. They're not talking about those sort of like overarching religious themes or anything in the show, right? And I feel like in the books we're kind of slowly going towards someone having that, making that connection, because they just seem to be too connected. That like Relore can also make zombies, but they're very different from the this these. I mean, there also might be something to the fact that. Like, if John or Danny or whoever, you know, are Azora High reborn or Prince that was promised, that since they're coming into the world in this generation, that that's why the White Walkers have sort of reformed, because they're always destined to clash at, at that time. You mean like a cycle? You're getting into some, like, yeah. Jedi stuff, where it's like, as the light rises, so does the dark. <laughs> yes. But, like, I don't know that, like, that's not really a factor in the show, so I don't know what to do with that. And also, like, the Night King doesn't technically exist in the book yet. Yeah. I don't know if he So will, we don't even know what that's going to bring. It's neither very, it's do little, neither to... do, like, daycare 
baby walker. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, we know that they that. take Craster's babies, but, but we to, don't like know. eat them or something. I don't. Yeah, we don't know why. <laughs> I know. I was. That was the thing I was getting asked about at work. You know, like I was like, I don't know, like what, <laughs> like the, there's all this stuff is not in the books yet. Yeah. Like the books are still very, very vague about the whole White Walker situation. And right? Like, so what's the difference? What did the blue eyes mean? There's zombies, but then there's like this other stuff. And like, are they really alive or are they not? Like, there's just so many questions that are never gonna be answered because they've reduced them to weather. Like <laughs> they're just like a cyclone that you can't stop. I just I wonder if they're gonna try and pull out some of this prophecy stuff because just in like, the middle they, of the battle it's gonna be like they wait, have, wait let's talk about our motivations they have mentioned it on the show that's why I said I'll be curious to see what they show in the previously on because if they start yeah. showing you know prophecy stuff I'll be like oh okay it's gonna be like it's gonna be Melisandre's shadow baby some leeches <laughs> it's gonna be you know her giving John a haircut and bringing remember him when, back to life remember that one preacher in Essos that lady she's like another <laughs> right. red woman right yes her <laughs> <laughs> well it'd be like talking to to stannis can we get stannis in the previous land oh, God, stannis. Um, oh stannis and talking about you know the lord of light and the prophecy and mm-hmm. lightbringer and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah no i will be very curious to see what they put in that previous land <laughs> all right so uh we're running a little long so i want to end us up so your predictions let's do a deadpool who lives who dies who tells your story who tells your story i knew that was coming <laughs> sam tells the story yeah, well, it's in tell the story. <laughs> drink every time you notice the reference. There. Now go back and listen and drink. There. <laughs> um, well, we said Jorah, for sure. Yeah. Jorah, for sure. Bye bye. Poor guy. Grey Worm. Dead. Grey Worm, because he's making plans. <sighs> yeah, Grey Worm. Yeah. Once, once protect... you start making plans, your suitcases are. are, are I'm just very out worried the door. because, like, on this di- on this Deadpool list is both Theon, Grey Worm, and Varys. Okay, you guys, you can't take all <laughs> you of You put Team Varys Stoke on there. Me. me. Um, he's in the crypt, man. He's in the crypt. Var- he's got Var- nothing left to Varys do. Varys isn't going to die. Varys isn't going to die. He's, I feel he's like too wily. Varys... He'll, he'll work his way out of it. Well, I just feel like they <laughs> haven't. They haven't done anything with Varys this season. Like, we didn't see him in this episode. We, he, he we did see him in this moments. episode. He was in it a couple of times. He just never spoke. He just doesn't Well, speak. I know, but that's that's the point. Like, well, I, I feel think, like I think if he was going to die, I feel like he would have had a moment. I, I put Varys in because in the books, Varys is involved in the Fagon storyline and all of that crap. That's not happening. He's so just he going to go to the Night King. He's just a superfluous character at this point. Yeah. No, he's going to go to the Night King now because he's already he's already switched sides so many times. That's the next step. <laughs> just out on a horse. He'll be like, he'll be like, I have, I, I can tell you what she plans. Uh, <laughs> but he's gonna do it like still alive. Yes, he's just gonna just like still dress alive. up. Yes, he'll, you know, he'll have his but, arms like, in his sleeves and he'll be like, I know all the things she wants to do. Well, I was just gonna say, like the, you know, like on The Walking Dead when they like, you know, put all the guts on them to, you know, blend in. <laughs> like that's. What <laughs> Look at out the blue cones from the crypt, and he's just got them all on him. There you go. Um, (laughs) He grabs all the bones. All I'm saying is, you can't take all of Team Stump from me in one episode. That ain't fair. Again, you put Varys on this list, so that's your fault. I did because I feel like Theon still has work. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Theon's dying. I I don't think it's too obvious. I don't want him to die. Like I want. I want to. I thought he would. 
scrubbing up the Greyjoy storylines where they're like, oh, okay, this is, they're fine now. And I'm like, wait, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I always thought he would, but more and more, I, I don't think he will. I mean, you're on still alive. I, mean, I don't he know. Suffer, he suffered enough yeah. and I, I mean, don't think he needs that redemption anymore. Well, but, but that could be a reason why he's gonna die because I mean, I don't, that's the other thing is like, not everybody has to die eventually. Like, some people can live. Yeah. And, like, have some modicum of happiness after everybody else dies. Maybe. So, I also put Torment on the I list. see him dying. Yeah, I, I see that happening. He's kind of done. Yeah. yeah. Which is sad because he's, like, the last of the free folk. But yeah, that's what it's sad. So, uh, we've already had the last of the giants and we might have last of I mean, the I assume folk, he's too. not the actual last of the free folk, but he's the last character. That matters to us, at least. Dondarrion is on here, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, he could just be the Energizer Bunny. He could just go and go. And <laughs> maybe he is Azora High. We just don't know. <laughs> he's got uh, a flaming sword. He does. <laughs> uh, who put, who put Gendry I on did. here? <laughs> Why? I just didn't see him dying. They need a smith, okay? They can't... They, they need a Baratheon! That's true. <laughs> unless, well, no, unless Arya's pregnant, then they don't need him anymore. That's true. That's how that works. I'm very, I'm very torn about like Arya, Gendry, and Jamie and Brienne because like they did have their like shippy moments and they, you know, they had sex and got knighted and I yeah. don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I, 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 I still, I refuse to believe that Brienne will die because she, she has to be the one to put his information in in the White Book. Um. But Arya, I think Arya is going to die. Not it this episode. I don't know if she'll die. But... I don't know if she'll die in this episode. Oh, I don't know if yeah, she'll no die way. in this episode. But uh... Deadpool for episode three. We're not doing yes. season prediction. Oh, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Then I give. I'm just throwing my hands up in the air. What about Ghost? <laughs> I think he, he's alive. No. Yeah, Dara Naharis is going to die in this next episode. <laughs> shut <laughs> up! Shut up! <laughs> That's the end credits scene. Because yeah. Marvel's not having Dario. one, apparently. It's it's, yeah, there you go. It's, Do you remember his intro when he was on that horse? When he was right? a different man. Shut up. <laughs> and he... <laughs> he was a better man. No. Uh, he had I long, like, flowing locks. He was so skeevy. You guys, that's how he was supposed to be. They, they de-skeeved him. And, like, yes, he is an attractive man. But he should be as skeevy as possible. They just should have given him the blue the hair. Blue the blue hair would have done everything. And the gold teeth. teeth. That would have like won me over. Did just beard. you remember the charge on the horse and everything, and how like beautiful that was? No. If if this were in the books, where where, where is Dario? Where is Dario? Where is Strong Bellwas? Like, what is happening to everyone? Oh, Strong Someone Bell got the pale mare. They all have the pale mare. The pale. That's true. He comes on a pale mare. That's what Dario's right. <laughs> a pale blue mare. Uh, and, and brings disease to Westeros, which wipes everybody out. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, what happened to that? We had all those theories about like disease coming to Westeros and like grayscale and all this, and like you know, Sam just scrapes I mean, the grayscale could, off a of door, and it's that fine. could still happen because we still need people to die and come back. So it could be like that's what's killing everyone, so that they can be whited. Is all this disease <laughs> whited and knighted? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought I misheard you. You really did say whited. Okay, uh-huh. never mind. <laughs> A new term born. Hi. Well, who else are we missing? Steve Rogers. Um, 
Oh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. <laughs> All right, we were putting Tony Stark on our Stark watch for Stark, next week. Tony Stark is going on it's, the Stark watch. These next couple of days are going to be really painful between Endgame and uh, and Endgame and for some characters. <laughs> and then, yeah. And anybody I, seeing Endgame and Game of Thrones on Sunday, I'm sorry in advance for you to have such a difficult day. That's going to be a real <laughs> bad day, and I really think that like nerds should be able to just get a free Monday because we're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're all just going to be sitting at our desks it's just hollow inside. it's marvel and game of thrones memorial day <laughs> on monday uh, me and right, me and jess already planned to take off the monday after the finale yes i took it off you took it off you guys are great yeah we are and i think be i think we should go to the bar and spend it there all day and cry how come Professor Tom? New York didn't fine <laughs> just for old oh and God. just start screaming King in the North? King in the reason. North? No, we have to no, see John Snow. Snow to Aegon. So <laughs> well, that means you need to go down to Brass Monkey. Oh, that's really oh Brass, Brass Monkey. Monkey. True. Okay. All right. We'll have to go back after the season. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's let, let us toast to uh, to Aegon Targaryen. No, six of, of his name. No. Long may he reign. No. <laughs> <laughs> just no just say yes just so actually. just no oh, I don't do that I don't know what just so yeah why okay I don't so <laughs> I don't do that <laughs> different kind of so oh my god <clears throat> anyway bye guys bye everyone bye, bye everyone bye and so he broke that sacred oath that lord of the crossing and now the curses cover his king and they're so good to eat yes now the curses cover his king revenge it tastes so sweet Anyway, at least it, it looks like everyone will die next week. They'll live fast, die young, and stay pretty. I don't know if some of those people I'd put as pretty. <laughs>